Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. It's the end of game week 16 and in this episode we're going to go over all the top point scorers and key talking points from the last round of fixtures including Man City versus Chelsea and Arsenal versus Newcastle. And then it's the end of the month so we get our new transfers today and I'm just going to go over a quick team update and then show you how I've used the last remaining transfers that I had left. If you're not subscribed already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow on there as well. We'll start with Brentford versus Liverpool, which finished 3-1 to Brentford. It was another disappointing game for Liverpool. I'm not quite sure what's happening there at the minute. Um, but the star man went to Brian and Buermo. Um, that was a bit annoying because he was, before the World Cup, he was the sort of enabler that I'd had the whole way through. And he really wasn't doing that well. But um, he's actually right up there now as one of the top point scorers under two million so I should have really stuck with him potentially but he got a goal in this game and a 7.7 rating um, and he could also potentially be I've put this down in my notes that he could potentially be the penalty taker um, if Ivan Tony is either out through suspension or injured um, like he was for this game because I do remember him taking a penalty in one of the uh, previous games that he was missing for um, so he's got four goals and two assists so far this season and 46 points in total. Um, and then Wissa, uh, 1.6 million, he got one of the other goals. He's up to four goals and two assists as well, the same as Mbwemo, but only 1.6 million. I wouldn't bring him in, but it's quite interesting to check these things out. Um, and then there's no clean sheets in five games for Liverpool now. Um, so obviously they conceded three in this one, but they haven't looked solid at all recently. Um, so no clean sheets in five. And their last clean sheet came on the 19th of October, their last Premier League clean sheet. So yeah, really quite disappointing there. And they'll be worried as well. So Virgil van Dijk went off injured in this game. Um, and I read that he might be out until the Real Madrid um, Champions League game, which takes place, I think it's the middle of February. So yeah, that's going to be quite a quite a miss for them. They've got Matip at 4.8 million and Konate at 4.1 million. So a bit cheaper if you do think there's value there, but they have been shaky at the back. And then Konate, who will be one of those starting centre-backs now, um, he went on to score an own goal for Liverpool as well, so not a great start for him. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he got an assist, so an attacking return for him. He hasn't got that many this season compared to previous seasons, um, but he got the assist in this one, but only finished with a 6.9 rating. So his two assist points just finished up with him on a zero. The rest of the back line all finished on minus two. You had Simicast start in this game. Obviously, Robertson got a knock in one of the previous games, but he did end up coming on in this fixture. Um, but... Still, no points for Simicass, no points for Robertson. And then one thing to note, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, I've mentioned him in the last episode because he's been starting at left wing um, with obviously uh, Jota being out and Diaz being out. And I thought Cody Gakpo could start this one. I think he was eligible to start this game, or he would have been, um, but he didn't start. Ox started and got the goal in this game, but he's 2.3 million, but he's not going to be someone that stays in the squad, I don't think, with Gakpo coming back. Then on to Arsenal versus Newcastle, which was a really scrappy game, but a good game to watch. Um, both teams really overachieving what they expected at the start of the season. But yeah, it led to a really good battle. Um, so Kieran Trippier got the star man in this game, finished with 13 points. 
Um, he's always there or thereabouts for these Starman awards, but he got it in this game. And this was actually one of the ones where I couldn't really see what he did to deserve it, to be honest. But it does look like if he gets the clean sheet, there's a really good chance that he's going to get it. His main involvement's pretty much come from just putting corners in. And even if Newcastle get a free kick on the halfway line, they're putting it into the box, dropping it right in front of the... Uh, in front of the box for a flick on or something like that and it just seems like he's getting the points for this so yeah star man for him um he's actually sec second overall in the whole rankings for dream team in a minute and he's got seven points per game average which is pretty crazy um so newcastle have now got six clean sheets in a row and it's actually looking like it's going to be a good month for them going forward as well so they've got sheffield wednesday leicester fulham palace west ham bournemouth and Liverpool in their next game. So that run up until Liverpool looks really good. I think they can still carry on picking up clean sheets. So you've got no reason to remove these Newcastle defenders if you've got them in your team. And they're going to be getting a price rise at some point this morning as well. So yeah, don't don't be getting rid of any of those players. Um, outside of the defence though, there wasn't really any points for either team, to be honest. You had um, Thomas Party got three points, obviously in the midfield for Arsenal. Um, but no attacking or midfield players for Newcastle got any um, any points in this game. All the points just came for both defences, really, plus party. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a really scrappy game, and you can obviously see here on the right-hand side, there's, there were so many yellow cards. Um, quite lucky, really, that with so many yellow cards being dished out, none of the players that were on four yellow cards going into this game managed to pick up a pick up a yellow card. So you had Trippier and Fabian Cher that were both one away from getting suspended. And I think for Arsenal, you also had Bakayo Saka and Saliba were one yellow card from getting suspended. So these are, these players live to fight another day. Um, Zinchenko, he's 3.6 million, and Tomiyasu, 3.1 million. I've just noted that these, these players are really the cheapest option into the Arsenal defence if you did want to get these in. Um, Tomiyasu's been coming on as a sub lately, though, um, but Zinchenko seems to have won his place back now. But the only thing is Arsenal do have tough fixtures and not very many fixtures going into uh, the rest of January. So Arsenal have Oxford in the FA Cup which I reckon they will rotate quite heavily in. Um, and then we've got Spurs and Man United, so tough games for Arsenal. So out of the two, Arsenal and Newcastle. Newcastle have got an extra game at the minute, and their fixtures look um, a lot more a lot more um, favourable. So, yeah, I'd probably lean towards the Newcastle defenders from these teams if you were looking to get someone in. On to Manchester United versus Bournemouth, and Man United carried on their uh, good run with a 3-0 win against Bournemouth. And you had Shawberto Carlos back at left back. He got the star man in this game. Um, he's 3.8 million. He got a goal in this one. And he's only 4% owned at the minute, which was um, quite surprising. I thought he'd be a lot higher than that. Um, so he's got one goal and three assists in total. Um, and then you had Casemiro who grabbed a goal as well. So he's only 2.9 million. And he's been doing really well recently since the restart. Um, he's got one goal, one assist and one star man in three games. So he really is delivering on the points at the minute for a player that you would expect to just be um, more defensive. And it's been quite strange because an unwritten rule of Dream Team is that these defensive players are not really worth picking. You want to pick the, the midfielders that are going to get attacking returns. But it's been a bit of a freak season. You've got Casemiro. Um, you've got Xhaka who's chipping in with goals and assists. Hoiberg's chipping in with goals and assists, and even I'll come to it later, but Rodri, I've um, got an interesting fact about Rodri in midfield, he's really scoring um, quite well, so I'll, I'll come on to that when we get to the City game. 
Um, but Ericsson, um, he's 3.3 million. He got his eighth assist of the season. Um, Bruno Fernandes, he got another assist. He's 5.3 million, and that was his fourth assist. That is back-to-back -back assists now for him. And we were saying before, um, or after the restart, he really does need to start adding these attacking returns to his game to, to start getting higher ratings um, and more points, really, for the price that he costs. Um, but, yeah, back-to-back -back assists now. So he's starting to look a bit more worth it, and there's two good games coming up for them. So, yeah, we could see a bit more from Bruno Fernandes. We're still waiting for that penalty to come. Um, you had Garnacho, who is not someone I'd pick, but he's 2.4 million and he's grabbed an assist and he's becoming a lot more involved with his Man United fixtures, so it's worth considering. Um, and then Rashford, he's just been incredible at the minute, so 4.8 million. He got a goal in this game in the 86th minute. Um, he's up to 12 goals and 4 assists in 23 games, so that's a really good return now, um, and I think a lot of people I'm seeing, I've got him in my team, and I'm seeing a lot of people now with a sort of combo of two premiums up front, maybe a, a Haaland and a Salah, or a Haaland and a Kane, and then Rashford as that third striker, I think that's the optimal way at the minute. And then I wanted to just come on to David De Gea as well. So another player that's been brilliant since the restart. He's now the second highest scoring goalkeeper behind Nick Pope. And he's only 9% owned as well. Um, it's quite strange looking at the uh, ownership of the goalkeepers really. Because there's a lot of different ways to play the goalkeeper position. There's quite a few people just have a really cheap option in goal. And then some people just chuck Allison and Edison in. So I think De, De Gea is quite a good um, in-between option really. Um, and then Dallo, just to mention him, so obviously he was really good before the World Cup, um, but obviously came back from the World Cup injured, so had been missing from the team. And I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who um, started this game, has had a really good run in the team. But Dallo come off the bench now, um, he's 3.5 million, so that might make Wan-Bissaka um, a bit less appealing. But it does look like... Man United do rotate quite a lot at the back and they have got two cup games coming up so I think both Dallo and Wan-Bissaka will still pick up points in this next run and those next three games for Man, uh, Man United look pretty good um, so they've got three home games in a row actually with Everton, Charlton and then they have got the tough game against Manchester City but sometimes playing Man City their sort of counter-attacking does seem to work fairly well um, and then they've got Arsenal away so two good Two really good fixtures in the cup, and then City Arsenal might be two tougher fixtures. But I'd still hold fire if you've got Man United defenders. You might want to keep them in for those first two, and then maybe transfer them out for the uh, the City and the Arsenal games potentially. Then we had Crystal Palace versus Spurs, which finished four 0 to Spurs. Um, Harry Kane, the star man, and Spurs seem to be well just in this fixture actually turning it around, but it hasn't been very good previously. But Harry Kane got two goals in this game, 18 points and a massive 9.3 rating. And he's up to 16 goals, four assists this season. And I do think if Haaland wasn't smashing it like he was, uh, we'd be speaking about Kane a lot more really. But yeah, he's back, he's back firing in this game. And you had Son as well. So Son has had a real barren patch at the minute, but he's now got his goal. Um, he got eight points and 8.2 rating. That's his first goal in eight appearances, which really isn't quite good enough really for Son. Someone that's won the uh, golden boot recently as well. So yeah, he, he really does need to crack on now, but he's not anywhere near being considered a dream team asset at this point, I don't think. 
Then you had Perisic, who, again, he's been brilliant since they signed him. Um, disappointing in Dream Team because he's listed as a midfielder, so he doesn't get the clean sheet points. But he got another assist in this one. That's his eighth assist of the season. So, yeah, if you imagine if he was playing in that defence as well, they haven't kept that many clean sheets, but it would have really added to his points total. And then Doherty, 2.1 million. Um, really good value here. He's, I think he's started the last two games now at right wing back. Uh, 2.1 million and he grabbed a goal and it was his first attack and return um, this season actually. So yeah, I'd expected more from him, but they, they did have a phase where they just didn't know who they're. They knew Perisic was the best wing back, but they've been going through Doherty, Sessegnon, um, Emerson Royale, there's, there's plenty, but it looks like they've finally settled on Doherty and Perisic. And the main talking point really from this game in terms of um, Dream Team really is, is just Harry Kane scoring those two goals and getting the star man. Um, I think Kane versus Salah for me is a really big decision at the minute. Um, Salah's towed off a little bit and Kane still keeps delivering but he's in a team that's not been playing so well whereas um, I know Liverpool haven't been playing well but they've been creating plenty of chances and um, so you think Salah would deliver eventually but it's a, it's a tough one at the minute because Kane's quite significantly cheaper than Salah so we'll probably come back onto that as well a bit later but yeah, it's given people a lot of uh, thinking to do that one. Then I'm going to skip forward until the latest game. So this actually was just yesterday's game, but I like to cover the games that have the most ownership in terms of Dream Team first. Um, so Chelsea versus Man City finished 1-0 uh, to Man City. And Rodri got the star man in this game. 7.4 rating, 8 points, and he's only 3.9 million, which again sounds expensive for uh, one of these defensive-minded uh, midfielders. But actually here was the... The fun stat I had for you. So Rodri now has more points than Riyad Mahrez, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan and Jack Grealish. So again, it's surprising. These defensive midfielders, um, if they're good, like like Hoiberg, like Xhaka, they chip in with these three points every week. And it's not really that exciting. But when they're doing it on such a regular basis like Rodri... Um, and then getting the odd attack in return, it really does add up. So yeah, I know... Mares and Silva, Gundogan, they haven't really been delivering like they normally would, but I just thought that was interesting that Rodri is right up there in that City midfield. And then the main talking points really from this game, so you had Phil Foden started, Cancelo started and Walker started. Three players that have been really um, out of favour at the minute. So that gave us all a lot to think about because if you were looking to take these players out at first, um, or if most people wouldn't have them I think, but Cancelo was one that a lot of people hung on to potentially um, but you probably had in your mind that I'm going to get these players out or I won't go near them and then they're back in so it's another thing to think about but you didn't have to worry about it long because um, Cancelo and Walker were both dragged off at half time and then Foden was off after 60 minutes as well so not a good game for those players at all um, and I'll show you the lineup in a minute because this was quite a strange um, lineup from Man City the way everyone was sort of playing different positions to usual it was quite interesting to watch, but yeah, it causes headaches when it comes to Dream Team. Um, then I'm going to mention Rico Lewis. Um, so he's been added to Dream Team. He's 2.5 million. Um, the youngster just seems really in favour at the minute, and I'll come on to that as well. But yeah, Pep gave an interesting interview afterwards that sort of, um, he just keeps talking him up all the time. So it makes it a really interesting uh, decision to make when it comes to Dream Team now he's been added. Um, so Rico Lewis at 2.5 and Akanji at 3.9 both came on for Cancelo and Walker at half time. 
Um, and then Mares, who came on for, I think it was um, Foden, he grabbed a goal. He's 4.9 million now. Um, he came off the bench to score and he's got, he's got two goals and one assist just since the restart. So 29 points from four games. So he's been on fire in a minute and he'll be getting a price rise uh, this morning. Um, Gundogan, Kevin De Bruyne, Ake and Stones all got ratings. Grealish got an assist when he came on for the Mares goal and obviously that led to a rating as well. Um, Haaland got a rare blank in this game, but I don't think anyone's going to be rushing to take him out. Wasn't really that much to speak about from the Chelsea side of things. If you did have Chelsea defenders or maybe Kepper in goal, you probably did get away lightly with just the one goal, to be honest. So you might have been a bit worried that Haaland could, uh, could end up putting four past you, but it turned out OK, that side of things. But it was a really bad game for Chelsea in terms of their squad because Sterling got injured in the first five minutes and he's only just started to look like he's improving. Mason Mount was on a good run. He wasn't fit enough to play this game. Um, and then Pulisic went off injured as well. So they really are in trouble going forward. Aubameyang didn't really look like he had anything. Um, Havertz was, was OK, but yeah, it really looked quite worrying for Chelsea it was actually their young players who they bought on the subs that looked the most exciting with their work rate but yeah it's a bit of a troubling time for Chelsea I think at a minute and here's what I wanted to show you so um, this was the starting lineup from Man City um, but it really was quite a strange way they lined up so it was like Edison um, you had almost like a back three of Ake, Stones and Kyle Walker you had Rodri in midfield but he sort of kept dropping into centre-back positions um, and then they've got Bernardo Silva next to him it was De Bruyne and Gundogan in midfield but both were playing really high up um, De Bruyne a bit higher but Gundogan and De Bruyne were really getting forward and then you had Cancelo playing on the right wing so like the sort of position you'd normally see Riyad Mahrez in um, Cancelo was playing really high on that right hand side and then you had Foden on the left hand side with Haaland up front but yeah it was really quite weird to see um, Cancelo playing in that sort of right wing position I know he, when he plays on the left hand side or, or even on the right hand side he gets forward but he's still like a wing back but this was an, pretty much an out and out right winger so it was quite strange to see um, but it didn't last for long he went off after 45 minutes and then it was Rico Lewis that came on um, Walker went off as well and um, Rico Lewis came on at 2.5 million he started three of the last four games um, and the only one that he didn't start was this one and he came on at half time so he's really in favour at the minute and Pep gave an interesting interview at the end um, and he actually said I just took a little quote out of it but he said it just seemed weird that he was going on about Rico Lewis because it didn't look like he was that that good during the game I mean it's good that he's young and playing for Man City but it didn't seem like something you'd pull out and speak about after the game but he made a made a big point of saying Rico Lewis has the ability to make the whole team play better when he was asked about bringing him on for Cancelo um, one thing about Cancelo he did, he did say when he made the half-time subs he said he felt a little bit sorry um, for Jao Cancelo coming off um, because he was playing in Riyad Mahrez's position and he didn't really look that comfortable there um, and he did, did say that Walker and Cancelo still need time after the World Cup which is quite surprising really because Stones played in the World Cup and he's been absolutely brilliant. Ake played in the World Cup, he's been brilliant. So I guess all these players are just coming back at different fitness levels. And he did also say that the starting lineup that he chose, because um, he was asked about the sort of strange lineup, he said the starting lineup he chose was filled with players um, that are comfortable playing in many positions. And he sort of hinted towards that Potter and Chelsea 
their kind of lineup it's all quite hard to predict so he just wanted to put players on the pitch that could sort of change their um formation depending on how Chelsea were playing so obviously he tried to do that it didn't really work in the first half but then he made the changes and City were much better so just that was just something that I that I, I saw watching the game and the interviews after that I thought was quite interesting looking at if you're enjoying the video so far please do give us a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and drop us a follow if you're listening on Spotify as well but we'll go on to Brighton versus Everton um, so Solly March got the um, star man in this game. He got an 8.8 .8 rating and grabbed another goal. He's only 1.7 million. And he's been on fire at the minute. Uh, he's got two goals, one assist and two star man awards out of his last three games. So quite a good uh, budget pick there. And speaking of budget picks as well, Matoma, 1.8 million. He scored again in this game. Um, he scored against Arsenal and had another one disallowed against Arsenal. He just looks on brilliant form at the minute and he's only 1.8 million at the time of recording this um, he will be getting an increase um, so yeah he's got four goals and one assist so far this season but one quite interesting fact is so he's got four goals one assist but all of these returns have come in his last seven appearances so five returns in his last seven is pretty impressive for someone that's only 1.8 million or however much he increases to um, then Pascal Gross 2.5 million uh, he grabbed the goal and he's up to six goals, three assists in total. But actually he has been off the boil a little bit recently, so I probably wouldn't consider him at the minute. Um, he's actually only got 1.8 average over his last five games. So not one to consider at the moment, but he does seem to be picking up form again. Um, Ferguson, he got one of the other goals, so he got a goal and an assist. Um, he got 8.2 rating as well. Um, and I think, he scored, I think he was one of the players that scored against Arsenal. I don't think he's on Dream Team yet, but... He seems to be getting a run of games at Brighton, so that's quite interesting to see. And then you had McAllister. I think three million, there's probably better options out there at the minute, but he's now back from the World Cup. I think he came on as a sub in this game, so something to keep an eye on because he has got five goals this season, but I think there is a lot better options around that three million mark at the minute. And then there was a... For me, a disappointing goal from uh, from Everton. So Damari Gray scored a penalty um, in the 92nd minute. Um, I, I'm guessing that Calvert-Lewin was off at this point because I think he's normally the taker. But I had this opinion in my defence. I've just had no luck with it. He just keeps conceding late goals. He got a 6.9 rating here. So I just can't seem to get the points for him. So I don't think I'm going to hang on to him any longer. Um, but yeah, Everton got a penalty right at the end got the goal and cost me my Est opinion clean sheet and the rating and Veltman as well was on a 6.9 so really quite close for some of these Brighton defenders. Just a little reminder you I have got the timestamps below so if you're not so interested in some of these lesser owned teams um, you can skip ahead to the uh, team update part of the video but we'll cover Leicester versus Fulham and it finished 1-0 to Fulham uh, Mitrovic was the goal scorer in this one, um, but Bernd Leno got the star man. He's got 12 points from this game and he's 2.5 million. Probably not someone that I'd consider, but Mitrovic probably the main talking point. So 5.2 million. He got his goal. He's on 11 goals, but that was his fifth yellow card and he's now suspended. So yeah, a bit disappointing there. It seemed like it was only a matter of time before it, it would eventually happen. He is someone that is does play on the edge a little bit. Um, so he's one of the first people from our list that has got that fifth yellow. I think it was actually Madison who that happened to earlier in the season as well. Um, William, he got an assist. He's three million. 
um, but Leicester now are three losses on the bounce. After having a really good run and looking much, much better, they now seem to be spiralling again. So, yeah, not good for them at all. Um, you had Tielemann's got a rating, but Barnes, Vardy, Castagna, all those players blanked. So quite disappointing there. Um, Leicester have three games in a row now um, away. Uh, Gillingham, Newcastle and Forest. So not the worst fixtures, but they're not looking good at all at the minute. Southampton versus Forest finished 1-0 to Forest. They seem to be picking up a bit of form at the minute. And Serge Aurier, um, 13 points and star man in this game. And he got a goal against Chelsea in the last game as well. So, maybe, no, I'm not even going to say it. Don't don't put him in your team. But he's 2.5 million. Um, Johnson, he got the assist, four points. A one year, he got a goal and a rating, eight points for him. Um, James Wood-Prowse, probably the most owned player from Southampton, I reckon. Um, he got a rating in this game. But, yeah, their defence has been terrible lately. Um, I wouldn't go for Nottingham Forest, but their fixtures do look okay. Blackpool, Wolves, Leicester, Bournemouth, Leeds and Fulham. So if you're feeling brave, looking for a budget player, you could go there. But I think there's a lot better options. Leeds versus West Ham finished 2 all. Um, it was Nonto that got the star man. He got 13 points and a goal. Um, Rodrigo got a goal and he's just racking up the goals this season. He got seven points in this game, but he's now into double figures. So 10 goals for the season. And you had Somerville assist, he's 2.6 mil. He's now got four goals, two assists. And then Harrison, who he's been really poor, to be fair, this season. Um, I don't know if it was last season or the season before that he was actually quite a high point scoring, but he really hasn't done it this season yet. Um, Paqueta, he scored a penalty, um, 45th minute. Cheeky penalty as well. Funny little run-up and then a no-look uh, penalty into the top corner, showing his Brazilian flair, so... Yeah, quite strange to see him taking the penalties with um, both well Rice, I think, used to take them. He had Bowen on the pitch and Skamaka as well. So I guess Paqueta is the new penalty taker for now. Um, so he got eight points and he's only got um, one goal, three assists this season. So not great, but he did look a lot better in the World Cup than he does for West Ham. Um, Skamaka, he got his seventh goal of the season and that was a really good goal. Hopefully, if they can keep Skamaka fit, um, they might be able to pick up some form again because they have been poor recently and then Leeds I had mentioned that I really like their fixtures at the minute but the defense is quite unpredictable um, they look like they can score against anyone but clean sheets aren't the best for them um, but yeah have a look at their fixtures I think Meslier, um, Strick maybe or Cock as well they've all got um, they're all quite cheap players that have got good fixtures if you fancy them but yeah it is a bit of a gamble and then the last game before I do my team updates, it was Aston Villa versus Wolves, which finished one all. Um, we had Pedence, who got the star man in this game. He, he got a goal and 13 points. And he was subbed at half-time. I'm not sure if that was um, an injury or just rotation. I'm not quite sure, but he doesn't seem... I think he's, I've seen him get subbed quite a lot recently, so he doesn't seem like a player that can sort of play the full game at the minute. Um, you had Moutinho got another assist. He's put 1.8 million, um, but again... Like 1.8 million similar price to Matoma, who's got a real attacking threat, so I wouldn't consider him. Um, Kilman got a rating in defence, but he's 2.9 million, one of the more expensive defenders for Wolves. Um, and then Ings came on as a sub and scored, so he got 8 points and a 7.5 rating. And Mings got the assist for um, the goal there, so 2.1 million he costs. Was fairly interested in maybe look, keeping an eye on some Villa players now that um, Unai Emery's in. But I don't think there's a great choice. I was looking at maybe Matty Cash. 
Um, quite interestingly, you had Cash and Ashley Young both played this game. So it looked like, I think it was Young played a bit more advanced. Um, but Matty Cash got a 7 rating, and he's only 1.8 million. So they play Stevenage, Leeds, Southampton, Leicester, and Man City in their next few. So not the, apart from the Man City game, um, fairly okay fixtures if you did want to take a gamble on one of their defenders. Um, they have got Martinez back in goal now as well, so he's 2.8 million. Um, not too sure if he's going to come back on red-hot form after the World Cup or whether he's going to have a bit of a hangover. So on to my team updates then, um, and I'm going to start with my blog team. Um, how I do this is I have my blog team. I'll show you how my best team is getting on, but we've got a bonus extra this, uh, this episode because I had one exceptional team, which I will show you about afterwards. But we'll start with the vlog team. Um, so this got 101 points for the game week, and um, total points is up to um, 1,060. The overall rank on this one is 17k. Um, I've got no transfers remaining. I did have four, um, but I'm going to show you how I used those um, before the end of that transfer window, which happened this morning. Um, so starting in goal, I had De Gea. Obviously a really good week for him. Um, Kieran Trippier and Fabian Cher. Again, really good weeks for the Newcastle defenders. Um, Trippier obviously picked up the star man. 20 points is massive for him as well. So these two are both on a um, yellow card suspension tightrope. But we're closing in on the uh, point where that sort of gets wiped um, and extended. So, yeah, we, we'll probably be OK, I reckon. Um, and then Estepinion, been really unlucky with him. I don't think it was a bad idea, a bad pick, but he's just been unlucky. He um, could have got an assist point for um, an own goal that was scored against Southampton. Didn't get the points for it. Um, he got, I think he got 6.9 and another really close rating conceded um, late goals against Southampton and then a 94th minute against Everton. So unlucky, but yeah, not happy with how he's panned out. Minus three points for him. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, 15 points. He's really picked up form, back-to-back -back assists. Almiron, slow week for Almiron, but what can you expect? He's He's been overachieving recently. Um, still think he's a really good pick, but this week has been a little slow for him. Um, De Bruyne, again, five points for De Bruyne um, against Everton and Chelsea. You probably would have expected more from him. He's had a little bit of a, a price decrease, I think. Erdegaard's been fantastic. Two really good games from him. Chipping in with goals and assists now. Really good showing from Erdegaard. Um, Rashford, again, I've got him up front. Brilliant, 15 points. Salah, been another slow week for him. Liverpool just aren't looking that great at the minute. And then Haaland, four points for Haaland. Um, that's uh, unheard of, really, for him in, across two games. But you're not going to take him out. So, yeah, this that's that's my team at the minute um, before I put my transfers in. Um, the team value uh, was 57.6. Um, and I've made some transfers. I had four transfers left. I quite liked my team, to be honest with you. There was only a few changes that I wanted to make. But I really thought... With four transfers left, it seemed a waste to not use them. So I've gone for half and half, half targeting fixtures, but also half targeting price increases. So Esther Pinion was due to go down in price. I bought in Rico Lewis, who's just been um, added to Dream Team. He's 2.5 million for a Man City defender who... I don't know if it's going to be long term, but at the moment he is in favour. And there's other people like Walker and Ken Shello that just aren't in favour at the minute. So at 2.5 million, 
Um, City have so many games coming up at the minute. I just don't think I could turn that down. So I've gone Estepinion out for Rico Lewis. I've taken Almiron out for Matoma, who's been doing really well for Brighton. But actually, I don't think I really want Almiron out. But hear me out. So I'm going to take Almiron out for Matoma because Matoma is going up by 0.3. Um, and Almiron is due to go down by 0.1. And then I'm going to do Salah to Kane. Again, it's just a... Um, this was a hard decision because I kind of wanted Salah. Um, I do back Salah over Kane usually. Um, but Kane's been on a little bit more form recently. And Spurs play Portsmouth in the FA Cup next. Um, and I think Liverpool play Wolves. But over the next... well. For the rest of January, I think Spurs have one more fixture than Liverpool, and I think I looked back at um, I looked back at last year's FA Cup, and Kane was playing all of the FA Cup games for Spurs, and Salah was rested in quite a lot of the FA Cup games. Um, so I just think that Kane, there's a good chance Kane plays against Bournemouth, and there's a chance that Salah might get rested. I'm not too sure, but. That's the way I think it will go. And in that one game that Harry Kane did get rested, I think it was against Morecambe um, in one of the previous FA Cup games that he played. Um, they weren't doing well. He came he came off the bench and scored. So, yeah, I'm going to just go with Kane. I think Salah was going to go down. Kane was going to go up. So I think it just makes sense for team value for the moment. And I can always switch back. I've got money in the bank. So this team value now is 57.2 and I've got 2.5 million in the bank. Um, that's took my team value up to 59.7 compared to 57.6. So I've got quite a big gain there. Um, and then what I was thinking of doing, if I really want Almiron back, now Erdegaard's gone up 0.3. I could sell Erdegaard for Almiron, buy Almiron back for a little bit cheaper, and I've made a bit of money on Erdegaard. That's the, the theory and the logic there. Um, but the Rico Lewis one's probably the biggest the biggest move because he's just got so many more fixtures with Man City and there's a good chance that like yesterday he can come off the bench so yeah that's that's my team for now and here's just a little look at how that team looks um after the transfers have gone through so De Gea in goal Trippier Fabian Scher and Rico Lewis I've got Bruno Fernandes Mitoma Kevin De Bruyne and Erdegaard Rashford Kane Haaland up front then I have my best team at the minute. So this is uh, my team with the most points. A bit less on the game week points. I've got 93 game week points on this team, but still not bad. Um, total points is up to 1,080. Um, a little bit of a rank drop. I, was, I got to 8K and it's dropped down to 10.5K. So not ideal. Um, but again, I had four transfers left to use on this side. So I used them all to chase price increases, but... My team's actually, my blog team, or my vlog team, sorry, and my best team got really similar. The only difference was Cancelo um, was Fabian Cher, and that was the only difference between that and the last team initially. So I've tried to take a bit of a different route, and I'm going to try and capitalise on these Man City extra fixtures. Um, I think at the start, um, when I did my January... Um, players to target video I think they had like seven fixtures where um, some of the other teams had six and five um, and there's a good chance where they're in all the cups that they could get a few extra ones as well I think along the line so I've gone for a more city heavy team so this initially was De Gea, Cancelo, Estepinion, Trippier, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Almoron, Erdegaard, Haaland, Salah, Rashford um, so I've gone Estepinion out for Rico Lewis again, Bruno Fernandez out for Mares, 
Cancelo, I've gone for Akanji. And Erdegaard, I've gone to Fabian Scher. So the thinking behind this is, obviously, Cancelo's kind of out of favour at the minute. And he's usually quite up there for Starman Awards and 7 ratings. But if he's not in favour and he's either coming off the bench or he's getting dragged off at half-time like he was um, against Chelsea, I don't think he's going to get these um, Starmans or ratings like he was before. So I'm sort of trying to do a bit of a two-for-one. So I've taken Cancelo out, so one City defender out, and I've replaced him with two cheaper ones, Rico Lewis and Akanji. So I'm hoping that I can get more points if they both feature. I can get more points from Akanji and Lewis's clean sheets. Um, than I would have for the value of Cancelo. Um, obviously, Mares for um, Fernandez. That's pretty much decision based on fixtures again. I just think Mares is in good form. He was going to have a price increase, um, and there's more fixtures for this city city team. So I'm going to have sort of De Bruyne and Mares in that midfield um, for that really good run of fixtures. And then Fabian Share, um, Newcastle have just been so good in defence. Um, I just wanted to, I know Rico, Rico Lewis is a little bit of a gamble. Um, Newcastle's fixtures are good. And I just think by having Fabian Share, Newcastle's good fixtures, it could just um, keep that, that back line a little bit more solid. So this is what the team will look like um, after the transfers. So De Gea, Akanji, Lewis, Trippier and Share. So I've kind of got a um, bit of a hybrid going on with two City, two Newcastle. And then David De Gea. Newcastle have been really solid. Man City haven't been that solid. But I just think in pure fixture volume, I think they'll keep clean sheets in their run. And then the midfield, I've got De Bruyne, Mares, and Almoron. Again, De Bruyne and Mares, you've got to imagine that they're going to get quite a few returns in this run of games. Almoron, happy to stick with him. The fixtures are good for Newcastle. And then up front, um, I've actually not done the Salah to Kane move to keep these a little bit different. My two, my two best teams... I don't want them to be exactly the same. Um, so I've gone for Haaland in this team, Salah and Rashford. So, yeah, if I'm not quite sure whether Salah or Kane's the best pick, I kind of got a little bit of the best of both maybe here. Um, so, yeah, that's my team for now. And obviously, it's, it's starting to look a little bit City heavy. Um, might have been a little bit influenced by, um, I listened to the Dream Team Tonic podcast. So you have to check those guys out. Um, but, yeah, they, they were sort of addressing the whole City scenario there. And I do think this run of fixtures could be quite good for them. The team value for this one, it was 60.3. It's now 61.4. So not as much of an increase as the last side. Um, but still, I'm gradually chipping away. And I'm fairly happy to do that at the minute. Because going into the World Cup, my team value wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. So by just chipping away at it gradually, um, hopefully in the tail end of the season, I can start bringing in more premium players and making jumps up the rank. Then something a little bit different um, I just wanted to throw in. I know I only normally show two teams, but I had this one team um, this week slash month where actually uh, Ben from the Dream Team Tonic um, dropped us a message to let us know. But I didn't realise, but um, this team here um, was number one in the world. Um, they have a weekly. So on Dream Team, you have an overall ranking, a monthly ranking and a weekly ranking. Um, so it was actually number one in the world for the week. So... 163 points scored this week for this team. So I had De Gea, Shaw, Maguire, Wambasaka, Trippier, Bruno, Mares, De Bruyne, Haaland, Kane and Rashford. So 163 points was the most points scored in the world that week. Um, 
so I'll take that. It's a small, it's a, it's a bit of a small win because I'm not doing too well in the overall um, leaderboard. But hopefully I'm starting to do something a bit better. Um, and then I started to look into the monthly leaderboard because I, 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 in back in the back of my head I knew that they do some sort of prizes on Sun Dream Team for these sorts of things. And it was actually the prize was if you um, were top um, for the monthly leaderboard you win a PS5. So my ears pricked up a little bit there. I had a look and I was like 20th in the world and I was having a look at um, who was above me. And the only player that I really had that was different to anyone was Mares. Um, so I kind of needed Mares to get like two goals or something like that to to maybe be in with a chance. Um, obviously Mares didn't start, which was disappointing. He came off the bench, scored the goal. And then that last 20 minutes, uh, I really was praying for another goal, but it just didn't happen. Um, I missed out on the monthly prize by seven points, I think it would have been. If, if I had seven points extra, um, I would have got my hands on that PS5, but didn't quite happen. Um, so 294 points for the month in the end. Um, but yeah, that, that was quite a quite an exciting thing this, this week slash month. So that's it for this month. So by the time you're watching this, you'll have your new lot of transfers. Um, and then I've got a January transfer video that I filmed about a week ago. Um, so it's a little bit out of date, but it will give you the best players to target in January and best fixtures. So I'm going to link that here. And also, if you've enjoyed the video, please do like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a follow on Spotify if you're listening on, on there as well. So we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.